So uh, Walker spoke tonight, testified tonight about the testimony that I gave on Wednesday night. Uh, I think that was two weeks ago, wasn't it, Connie, or was it last week? I think it was two weeks ago. And uh, so, but in that, uh, there's some things I want to continue to share with you about uh, the things that God is beginning to, or continuing to unfold in my life, talking about the much more. Uh, number one is, it is this. I'm In the 17th chapter of the book of John, Jesus begins to pray. And in that prayer, he says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work that you gave me to do, that thou gavest me to do. One thing for sure, God has always been and will always be a finisher. So the work that Jesus Christ has started in you, it is going to be finished in you. That's the uh, awesome thing. That there's not a place, and this is why it becomes so important that what Jesus has done for us is he has made the way into uh, everlasting life. He has made the way into heaven for us. That as we continue to walk by faith, keeping the sayings of God, keeping the word of God close to our heart, that place that he has ordained for us to live in, that is where we will be, without a doubt. So even when we think that there's a place for us to get off the track or to step aside and let someone else do it, I guarantee you that in the intercession of the Christ, in the finishing of the work, when Jesus finished the work, in the power of his resurrection, did he not see Adam redeemed? That's the part that uh, must be said and must be known in all of us, is in the finished work of Jesus Christ, Adam has been redeemed and has become a new creature. So it's, it be, it's important for all of us to understand that we are becoming a new creature. So the work of Jesus Christ in the finishing of us is we become a new creature. We become who God says we are. And the prophecy of Jesus Christ is fulfilled in us. So uh, even though we may think for even a moment, it is peradventure for us to begin to believe that the word of God that God has sent, and that word is Jesus Christ, that that sent word has the, enough power in it, and I, I, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because uh, to say enough power, it is all the power that will ever be needed for us to be redeemed forevermore in Jesus Christ. That's how, that's how strong it is. That's how great it is. And so when Jesus was praying, he says, glorify thy, thy son as, excuse me, let me, let me say it differently. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. So the glory that Jesus received of the Father, it was so that the Father could be glorified. And the glory that he received of God is the very glory that he gives to each and every one of us. So this being the year of the Spirit, in the year of the Spirit, will we not also walk in the glory that, Jesus, that was given to Jesus Christ of the Father? And the answer is undoubtedly yes. Jimmy Durante would say, indubitably, yes. So, and most of you out there would never even know who Jimmy Durante is. That's how old I am, I guess. But the surety of those things, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ is the assurance that every word of God that he has blessed us with, that he has given to us, becomes the anchor or the foundation of the soul 
to enter into the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So this is not a this is not a fairy tale. It's not a storybook. It's the evidence of life. Period. Without Christ, we have no life. And without Christ, we live we live in death. Without Christ, we live in sin. Without Christ, we have nothing. So that when we gain Christ, we gain everything. Whether it be in heaven or whether it be in earth. So Jesus said, I have finished the work that thou hast given me. Right? He has finished it. Where did he finish it at? Where did he glorify God at? In the earth. So we think, we have said or have taken thoughts in ourselves in times past where we didn't think that this life mattered. I will tell you this tonight. The powerful thing about Jesus Christ is he makes this life matter. Without Jesus Christ, this life does not matter. In Jesus Christ, this life matters. Because in this, in Jesus Christ, the testimony that he fills you up with gives life itself to every word that you speak as a testimony of his name. That is awesome. So when I speak the word of God, I'm speaking the name of Jesus, testifying of Jesus Christ, and I give life to everything that will receive it. So if I give life to everything that will receive it, this life matters. This life takes on the testimony of the Son. And I, found, I count that as awesome. Let me go on. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested your name unto men which you gave me out of the world there that's why this life matters it in this life god hath made known his word in us who believe he has made it known and so when he he has made known his word in you who believe why did he do it so that you could confess or testify to the men the women the children that he hath given you that good word that same word that he hath endowed you with you may testify it speak it and bring to pass the wonderful works of god that's that's that is glory in itself that is a measure of faith in christ jesus because we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ those things are awesome they're powerful and let's take just a moment uh, there are many things that work against us in life and those things are spirit and only through Jesus Christ can those things be identified they can be known and discerned by the same word that he has given to you to testify of the wonderful works of God. So if I'm going to testify of the wonderful works of God, I enter into that word, and what do I begin to see? Do I not begin to see uh, Jesus Christ overcoming everything in the flesh to set me apart as that righteous son? 
Isn't it the righteousness of God in the Word of God that perseveres everything, overcomes all things, to set us apart and make us in the image of the Father? And the answer to that is, of course, it is yes. So when Jesus Christ came, he had one thing in his, in his mind to do, and that was to fulfill the will of the Father. One thing. So what is it that he has set in the mind of every believer? One thing. And that is to fulfill the will of the Father. And without that, so what is it that I have to, what is it that God is asking of me then when he fills me with his word? It is to come to the place where I know in my heart, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm following Jesus. I am a disciple of the Most High God. I am following the Word of God. I'm not going to remove myself from the Word of God. I am following the Word of God. And in sonship, when God sees a son that's about ready to make a wrong step, that Word that is necessary to redeem him has already been given in Jesus Christ. And when it is activated in the believing of the Son, when God comes to redeem, when He comes to uh, know the Son and make the Son known in Him and the healing that is in the power of repentance, when it comes forth by the Word of God, that's that work of redemption, that healing of God, takes place body, mind, and soul. It is the complete entire work of Jesus Christ in you it's not in part it is in by every wit whole and it is awesome and so there are things that we need to experience in our lives i am thankful i'm going to say it this way tonight if you don't mind making a decision to separate from the pastorship may be one of the greatest decisions i ever made in respect of this because in that decision I saw the wonderful works of God come to heal, to give power, and to bring the assurance that what God has said in His Word, what He has prophesied to each and every son, that you are a son of God, has been made known in me. And it is powerful and it is awesome. So you say, well, didn't you know it before? We are, there's things that we know in part. But when we are diligent and we hold fast to the Word of God, God takes away the part and He brings us into the fulfillment of it all. That is the work of Jesus Christ and that's what He was sent to perform in the heart of each and every one of us today. Uh, let me turn to, uh, real quick, I'm going to come over to 1 Corinthians and I want to say, this. I just was quickened to this, and now I probably can't find it. Equality. I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 8. There, I got it. I got it. Listen to this. For if first there be a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man has, and not according to that he has not. Did you hear that? Now, we heard these scriptures years and years and years and years ago. 
But even though we hear them, we might hold them in our mind in a knowledge. But when the powerful work of redemption comes through Jesus Christ, he translates it from a knowledge into an experience so that the understanding of what is being said is given by interpretation of the Spirit, by God himself. For if there first be a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man has, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased and you burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, and their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. So the word that we have been given in Jesus Christ, the redemption that he has sent to redeem the sons and to bring about the redemption of all things in Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you tonight that that word that he has quickened in each one of your hearts and he has quickened in each one of your minds and he has made it known in you, it's so that it can be shared. It's so that it can be testified of. It's so that it can be given. As Christ gave to you, so also do we give. Amen? We used to, there's a, in fact, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, freely, freely we have received. Freely, freely we give. So as freely as, as we have received the good word of faith, the good word of God, freely, freely we give it. We tithe it back to God freely. And in the tithing back or giving it back to God because it came from God, it came out of the Father. And when we give it, it goes back into the Father so that it can be given again and again and again and again and again so that there is no lack and no want in the body of Christ. Wow. And as it is written, he that has gathered much had nothing over and he that had gathered little had no lack. But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. I I am telling you tonight that the reason that I am happy is because the assurance that God is the Redeemer, that what God has set forth in His Son, and to see the finished work of Jesus Christ in the act of redeeming that first Adam, that that first Adam might become the second, which is the Lord from heaven. The power that is in that gospel to bring forth those things in each and every one of us, those things are without exception the power of God. They become the testimony of our lips. Doesn't the Bible say in Revelation that all prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ? So that the word that I speak to you tonight When that word becomes known in the wonderful works of God in you, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to hide it under a bushel? Are you you going to, as the the parable in the scripture would say that that Jesus said, are you going to hide it under a bushel? Or are you going to let it shine? Are you going to let it shine and, and let it become manifest in this earth, in you? Are you going to allow that manifestation to come forth? And are you going to, Come to the place where you have a willing mind to speak the testimony of Jesus Christ and let the good word of God 
be unleashed in its power and let it be known unto all men forevermore. I say that that's the will of God. So we want to, a lot of times we get lost in the consciousness of our own selves. The gospel of Jesus Christ was given unto you to remove the consciousness of being lost in yourself so that you are found. Right? You are found of who? You are found of God. When a lot of people say that, uh, I heard, I've heard this over the years many, many times, that I was lost and now I'm found. And a lot of us say, well, I, I'm so lost. You are not lost. You are found. The good word of God hath found you. The Father has drawn you unto himself. Hear me tonight. There is not one person in living fellowship that has not been set in a place ordained of the Father. And in being set in that place that is ordained of God, God hath filled you with the power of His own Word, with His own Son, with Jesus Christ, that you may be recreated in the image and likeness of God Himself. And he, if we think for a moment that God is going to allow us to make a decision to be separated from the will of God, I want to make sure you understand tonight that that is a lie. And if you're listening to that lie tonight, you ask God to cast it out of your mind. You ask God to let that lie be separated from you. I believe it's in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. I'm going to just turn to it. Uh, the one I want is, uh, Come ye therefore out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters. Listen. If God has counted you as a son, and God has counted you as a daughter, then let me tell you something. You cannot separate yourself from the will of God. You can't do it. The power of God's Word is so effectual and so powerful that when it is spoken and you hear it, it will draw you back unto Himself and you are God's. You are not your own. You have been bought, purchased of God. It was a, God paid a great, great price for you. And in purchasing you with that price, you are no longer your own. You are God's. You belong to Him. You are the purchased possession of Jesus Christ. And effectually, when you hear that Word of God, it puts it all back in remembrance in your mind. So when Jesus was talking to His disciples in the uh, 14th chapter of the book of John, He had it he gave it to them so in such a way that no matter what they no matter what came upon them because he told them he I said, he said I'm going to go away I must go away it's not that I'm just going to go on a trip I'm not going on a trip I have to go away there's something that I have to do and the thing that I have to do is for your sake because what I'm going to do is going to take away the sin of the world 
And if I don't do it, and, and God bless Peter, because what would Peter say? He would say, he would say not so, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll die for you. And God would say, Peter, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me. No one can do it for you. Only Jesus can do it for you. But if I go away, I'm going to send a comforter. And when the comforter comes, he shall bring you into the remembrance of every word that I have spoken to you. That's what he says in John 14. And then he lays it out again in John 16. So it must be important, right? I think it's important. Let me read it. If a man, let's get it all in context, shall we? If a man loves me, he will keep keep my words. So what's necessary to keep the word of God? To love God. To love God. He that loves me, excuse me, and my father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode in him. Wow. So if I keep the word of God, it's because I love God. And if I love God, then what's God going to do? He and his son are going to take up their abide in us, in me. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. So Jesus was what then? He was the sent word of God. It came from heaven. And where's it going to go back? It's going to go back to it came out of the father came to the earth, brought the testimony of the love of God for each and every one of us in Christ Jesus, and it's going to go back and find its place again in the glory of the Father. That's awesome. And he that loves me not keeps not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Wow. See, if I say I'm a believer, what is it that I believe? Do I believe that this word that Jesus Christ speaks to us He said it in John 17. We just read it. I have manifested thy name. What's his name? His name is Jesus Christ, the Word of God. So when Jesus Christ came, he manifested the name of heaven. He manifested the name of God. He made it known amongst men. So that when we know that name, we have power with God. We have the testimony of the finished work that is in Jesus Christ and the glory that was in the Father that He gave in that Word that He imparted unto Jesus. That glory is the glory that He imparts unto everyone who believes that that Word is true. One example we have been given in the righteousness of God and the power that is in the righteousness of that testimony. There, are, there is no way. This is why repentance 
is the one of the greatest healing powers known in God. Because when we repent, do we not remember that it was the goodness of God that led me to the repentance? And when I was led by the goodness of God to repentance, do I not know that in the moment that that good word came to lead me into repentance, that God imputed my sins onto His Son, Jesus Christ, and took the righteousness of Jesus Christ and imputed it unto me. And I was made free from sin. Ooh. Wow, we That brings tears to my eyes. The redemption that has been provided to us because we believe the Word of God. The life that has been garnered for us because we believe the Word of God. Because we believe in Jesus Christ. And it's given without measure. God is no respecter of persons. What God has said He will do for every person that hears my voice tonight, what God has said He will do I want you to believe tonight it is finished. It is done. That is awesome. We just have to do what? We just have to believe. We just have to believe. That's the power of redemption in the act of repentance. And a lot of times, we deny it, even on our own selves. We'll even say to God, "Well, God, I, I just I have a I struggle with hearing the word of God." <laughs> That's a lie. If you put yourself in a place where the word of God's being preached, then you are hearing the word of God. So you can't hide behind a lie that works in your own mind to keep yourself from fulfilling the will of God. You can't do it. God removes that lie, makes himself known to you, puts his glory upon you, casts out every evil work, every wicked work that works in your mind. He takes it away. That is the work of God. And that's the wonderful works of God being made known in you today, tonight, by the very word that we speak. It is awesome. Can you imagine... In the redemptive purposes of God. Because haven't you been told as a son that in Adam all die and in Jesus Christ are all, ma- all are made alive? Right? Well, how do you know that that's true? I'm going to tell you tonight how you know it's true. Because in the very act of redemption, you will see as you follow on to know the Lord, as you walk by faith in the Word of God, you're going to begin to see as God overcomes every wicked thought, every wicked work of the evil one, of the devil, you're going to begin to see the redemption of that Adam. And that Adam that fell into death, that Adam in the power of the resurrection has been made alive forevermore. And he lives in the power of the life of Jesus Christ. And God set it forth in the story of Himself from the beginning 
that you might know the will of God from beginning to end and know that this Jesus Christ, whom we serve, whom we preach, this Jesus has done it all for you. And the evidence, the witness of it, is now in you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Is that not awesome? Well, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you tonight. Whoever told you that you don't have the Holy Ghost, you run away from that person that told you you don't have the Holy Ghost. And you run unto Jesus Christ who has said that he has given you the Holy Ghost so that you can live in the remembrance of the good Word of God. And in that good Word of God, you receive the witness of the redemption of the Son of God over sin and death and has set you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus where you now share or sit on the throne of God and rule over the nations of the world. Uh, Praise God. God hath done this for you and given you great strength and great purpose in all of it. So in this world, in this world, it has purpose. In this world, you have been filled with a testimony of Jesus Christ. In this world, God hath given you the good word of God. In this world, when you speak it, you begin to speak of the redemptive purposes and the redemptive powers that are in it to redeem and give life out of death. That's what Jesus Christ has given you. It's just like the, the woman had an issue of blood. This is how, Listen, it, we have a, a story in the Bible. Jesus is walking down the street. There's a woman that has an issue of blood, and she's had this issue of blood for 12 years. And she, the Word of God just is made strong in her, in her mindset. It comes to her, and she knows that if she can just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, she'll be healed. She makes her way through the multitude. She reaches out, and she just touches the hem of His garment. And immediately Jesus knew the virtue or the righteousness or the power of the Word of God went out from Him. And what did it do for her? It healed her. Made her every whit whole. Not in part, but in whole. I'm going to tell you tonight, God has set you free in the testimony of Himself. That as you speak the Word of God, as you walk in the manifestation of His name, as you become all that God has said you are, as you become that finished work, as you walk in it and know it and you see the redemption that is in it, as you speak it, even unto yourself, even into your own world, when it becomes the truth of your mind, I guarantee you, I'll say it as boldly as I can, that the power for that widow woman to reach out and touch the hem of the garment 
of the Jesus that is in you by the word of God, it will heal her. And she will praise and worship her God, Jesus Christ. It is that powerful. I believe that tonight. Those things are the things that the glory of the Father has put upon us that He might be glorified and that we might share or have a part in the glory that He has given His Son, Jesus. And Jesus is praying that we would share in that glory. It is awesome. So, a lot of things have been said to us when it comes to the Word of God, has it not? And we walk in those things. We keep those things in a mindset that sometimes puts that Word in a bondage where it cannot work in us, cannot bring us into the things that God hath made us aware of, made known to us in His Son, Jesus Christ. I want to tell you something tonight. And I say, that with all, I say this with all the passion in my heart. Because this is how real Jesus Christ is. Everything else that we have in us that we think is real is not. The only reality that we have in us is the Word of God. We have no other reality. It's only the Word of God that is eternal. It's only the Word of God that brings us into eternal life. We might have 70. Some of us don't even get that. Some only get a couple years. Some might get a hundred years. Good for them. And I hope that in that hundred years, they learn the testimony of Jesus Christ. But that's not the life that Jesus Christ came to redeem in us. The life that Jesus Christ came to bring us into and to redeem us into is eternal life. That is the true life. And in eternal life, in the effectual working of it, in you, it begins to go into the world and save Everything that was lost, God's getting it back. God has a need. You're the need. Not my will, but thy will be done. I do not want to fall into a mindset where I am not capable of doing the works of God. That mindset is evil. And that mindset only knows the wicked one. But in the mindset that believes the Word of God and that it came out from God and it's going to go back into God, even that Word that God sent to form me, that Word belongs to God. All souls are mine, saith the Lord. And that Word, when it goes back into the Father, look out. When that Word returns unto the Father, the works that it will do will blow your mind and you will know that you are God's, that you are His and His alone. So tonight, God bless you. I pray the Father tonight that the glory that He has given His Son, Jesus Christ, 
in the intercession of Jesus Christ for you, He has prayed. And the Father always hears Him. And that glory has been given to you. You are, in, you are now endowed with the glory of the Father. So that when you begin to believe the Word of God, it begins to activate that Word through the power of faith. And it begins to move as God says it will move. And everything that Jesus has set in you to fulfill, it is done. And what you are going to be in the mind of God is finished. Believe God. Don't short-circuit yourself. Don't, you know, we've heard it say, that, and I have said it myself, and I'm going to say it to you tonight, that it was, it was a lie that I believed. I said in myself, I do not dream like some of the elders dream. You know why that was true? Or why I made it true? Is because in, I had a mindset that removed me from that place of a dream. I took, I took a thought that that was a lie that said that. It wasn't God that said it. Because God said on the day of Pentecost, right? Well, I'm going to turn to it so I don't misquote any of it and when the day of pentecost was fully come how many of you believe that the day of pentecost is coming in you please agree with the word of god they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Do you believe that tonight? I believe it. It's the Word of God. It's the power that God hath endued you with from on high. That word that sits on the throne of God. That word that sits on the throne of God. That word that has power over all of heaven and over all of earth is the same word that God sent into you to redeem Adam back unto life and to overcome every sin and every wicked spirit that hinders the work of God in every soul. It's powerful. It is powerful. It is powerful. Then Peter stands up. I'm skipping clear over to verse 16. Peter stands up and says, This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So who spoke it? Did not God send a word into a prophet? And the prophet prophesied it. If a prophet prophesied it, who's it the testimony of? Jesus Christ. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So will they have the testimony of Jesus Christ? Your sons and your daughters? They will have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. All the generations in you, they're going to have dreams and they're going to have visions.
all of them. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. They shall testify of Jesus Christ. So if we think that that's not us, then we have given ourselves over to a lying thought. I'm going to tell you tonight, God is casting that lie out. He is casting out that thought. He is separating you from every unclean thing. He is the priest of heaven and earth. And he is separating, clean from unclean, making known in you that which is wicked and that which is righteous, and setting you apart unto the righteousness of, of the righteousness of himself through the word of God. Amen. God bless you tonight.